like you never are the first person no, to talk. No, you're a Well, that's our relationship, isn't it? No. Never the first person to talk. Because you're such a pain in the hole. <laughs> you're a pain in the hole. No, because I'm always like, welcome to this week's episode. Because people, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're immediately in, they're like, welcome to the podcast. And I just can't do that. Hey, everybody. No, 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 no. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. No, I can't do the hey, everybody. Y'all, oh, here, listen, I just like to say before we start this podcast, I know this is very fast, but you Texans, Texans, you just get on board and learn how to fucking understand what we're saying. Jesus. <laughs> I'd like to say, no, Texas is great. A lovely lady messaged us on, um, where did we host our podcast? Podbean. Podbean. On Podbean and said. Podbean, give us money. They are giving us money. Seven euro. Listen, I That we don't have any access to. Yeah, where does it go? I don't know. Anyhow. If anybody knows where the yeah, money goes, if anybody knows where, yeah, how do we get it? How do we get our seven euro? How do we get our seven euro? We're going to buy some, uh, multi packs of ours. We're going to give it to Colin. No, I gave him enough. He needs to buy a new wig. (laughs) (laughs) Seven euro a wig. That's about the same amount of money that he spends on a wig. He bought a wig a while ago. It was really expensive. But he does that thing where he tells me how much something is, but he's lying. Oh, okay. Um, He's like, he'll buy something obviously expensive. 20 euro on Amazon. (laughs) Show me Amazon. He's like, it's not working at the moment. And I can't get access into the app. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, No, this lovely lady messages on Podbean and said that she... Say, hey, y'all. She did actually say, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, Mo. Hey, Paul. That's racist. <laughs> it's not racist. Well, uh, yeah, no, she's white. It's not racist. Uh, no, she's she's white. She's like, hey y'all. I can't confirm. Can y'all speak slower? Yeah, she said, could you speak? 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 Could you speak slower? Because she's not wrong. I find it difficult. I work with a lot of la- like people who like English is in their first language, and I. I Are they like slow down? Sometimes they be, it's not even like to say slow down, they just look at me and yeah. I know that they haven't understood anything yeah. I've said. So then I start again. Because I know when we speak to each other, even outside this, we talk very, very fast. So sorry, Texas. So sorry to everybody. No, just Texas. That's listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's your fault. You decided. We apologize. We made the decision. For nothing. <laughs> we what re- number episode is this? Uh, 16 16 16 we're going to do something very special for 20 we're going to record nude (laughs) in the nip (laughs) and we're not going to make any eye contact it's going to be really awkward do you know what (laughs) I've never seen you nude I've seen you naked so many times loads of people see me naked like unwarranted nakedness where I'm just like oh there she is yeah no I honestly if you want to see me naked just send it sometimes <laughs> like poor Graham is like close the curtains Graham is constantly what are you like people can see you I'm like who can see me no one is waiting Sarah people can I can see in your window yeah, but no one is waiting there to remember see that, me in the nip remember that time I was coming home from your house and I was walking down the little ramp there at the back yeah. inside and there was a guy, so the apartments at the front have like bay windows, but they go lead into their apartment because they're on the ground floor. My mom was just standing there. Bollock naked. Bollock naked. <laughs> and I just looked and then I had to look again to be like, is he naked? Bollock naked. Did he see it? No. Oh my I saw God. him. Because he was obviously, he was walking into his kitchen and he, there was a light in the kitchen and it was backlit. So I, he, it was dark, but I could see into his window and I was like, sir, close the curtains. Could you identify his body? No. Because I walked away so fast. <laughs> I would say I, I never want to see a random penis without, without the knowledge that I'm going to see it. I don't need the, the you know, the penis to pop out anywhere. But yeah, I saw that man. I think he's 
still is there. No, of course he does. He doesn't know what happened. No. He isn't that ashamed. No idea. But I remember I texted you when I was walking. I was like, Sarah, just don't come on. You were like, I know you sent me back. You went, lol. Which is your usual response to everything. Yeah, it's usually because I haven't read anything you said. Yeah. No, I know you don't. No. And then you send me one word back. I'll send you like a heartfelt message and you go, okay. <laughs> Fuck. I don't have the time. You do have the time. I don't. I'm busy. Take five minutes when you're busy. in the toilet. Busy watching my programs. <laughs> and, yeah. and eating my caramels. I imagine <laughs> <laughs> you're a work just like pretending and you're just watching Netflix. Do you know what? I wish I fucking was. I know. I know. Work is crazy. It's just non-stop at the minute, but however we get there. You and I'm now currently sitting in a port cabin on a building site. <gasps> Because I showed up and was like, where's the keys to this building? And the builder was like, you can't come in. And I was like, well, I ain't leaving. So get me a port cabin. Why can't you go in? Because it's a building site. And oh, I it's have, still not fully done. And I should have had the keys on Friday. Jeez. And now they're like, you won't have the keys till Thursday. And I was like, well, now this is your problem. What's your Have you decorated your little port cabin? I was um, going to say port potty No, because I'm sharing it with like the architect for the building. It was zero bands. Oh, no yeah. bands. And you know what I will say? Here, I'm going to say something. If you're an architect and you listen to this, just learn a little something here, okay? Just take this on board. Just, you know the way you went to college for nine years? <laughs> take this on board. For some life From lessons. a person who did a PLC. <laughs> <laughs> just let me tell you now, if you're coming to a building site, wear your PPE, okay. first and foremost. He's not wearing PPE. He doesn't wear his safety shoes because he's got brogues on. And don't dress like a fucking wanker when you're sitting on a building site. What's Every, he wearing? He's wearing like a full suit. Would I be into him? Is he tall? He is tall, but he's very slim. Oh no, not And he's me. very angled. Like a lot of shark, sharp angles. His profession like... suits the look of his body. Uh, his name is Simon Darcy. Is it? No. Okay. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> I just think Darcy is one of those yeah. names that comes from Darcy money. Darcy and architects and it, always come from money. Yeah. That's a sweeping generalization that I just It made is because my cousin is uh, now is, I don't, he's long while left, but he was, you know, in college to be an architect. You call your cousin poor? Yeah, he has no money. He's broke. Lewis, you've no money. It's a great name. His name isn't Lewis, it's just. <laughs> Why did you call him Lewis? Because I have another cousin called Lewis and I mix them up. Good Lord. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah's family. Hmm? Justin listens to this bus, so say hello to him. Hi, Justin. Hi. Oh, it's just the guy that we met when you were in labour. Justin's the guy that ah, we met when I was in labour. he's labor. a little sweetheart. A sweetheart. Hello, ever Justin. Leanne, um, say hello. Hello. Leanne is here listening to us. Are you very bored? No. Are you sure? I want to talk about the groupie pagey and say thanks very much to what the lady's name. We got a message from a lady called Hannah and a message from a lady called Rosie. Set Thank you, whoever set it up, because you guys are awesome. You are very kind. Um, me and Emma will uh, have, are not affiliated with it anyway. If you say anything... Not our problem. No. <laughs> um, I don't have Facebook, so I'm sorry, but I won't. Emma doesn't have Facebook, so that was one thing. Then the other thing was, oh yeah, get Colin to put up videos on the Facebook. Page. Yeah, so you you guys all need to convince Colin to put the videos up, but Colin makes the funniest videos. He does; they're hilarious, and they're so good. And he dresses in my clothes, and he dresses in Emma's clothes, yeah. and they're just all around hilarious. And people just need to ask him, and he will put it up because. Let's be real, Colin has an ego. Um, and he enjoys having Just tell him he's great. Tell him he's genuine. I love him. Um, yeah, he's only massive. Thank you very much for all the love on Colin's episode because he was really nervous. He was really nervous and he was great. He was actually fantastic. Oh, I, I thought it was shy. <laughs> but he was so hard on himself about he it. He was so... When we were doing it, we I was like, like dude, so stressed out about it. And he was acting like we were some, somehow professional. I know. We know what the like, fuck we're doing. How do you do this? I was like, what? what we do you just mean? sit in my room. Yeah. 
Now we're not sitting in your room with my arse is fucking kidding Oh, are you sore? Should we get a pillow for you? No. Colin has like a little pillow. No, no, no. I'm going to go get you the pillow. No, I don't want the pillow. We can, you just keep talking. Don't sound like bad about me. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to talk. Uh, what do you want me to say? Done. Um, other housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. All the lovely people have sent us messages on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, thank you so much. There's been so many people that have sent us really nice messages. And I know really people has. are going through some like really hard times. Uh, we had a lovely lady that messaged us about that she lived in California right near the fires. Yeah. Um, I had a lady that messaged me to say that her 19 year old nephew had died recently mm, from an asthma attack. We're so sorry. Please wear your masks. Yeah. Please vote that cunt out. Get that Register orange prick out. Um, Fucking ball bag. And also RIP RBG. RBG man. RBG. And do you know what else I'm here to say? Go. This is in no way equivalent to RBG. Go. But the president's dog died. Which president? Our president. No the dog is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, he was beautiful. I think the dog's name is Snowed. Oh. Snowed, S-N-A-O-I for the D. Snowed. Is that my... I don't know. Anyhow, R.I.P. Oh, poor puppy. Yeah, and that, our president seemed to be really into that dog. Yeah, he loved him. Did you see that video where he's there in the room? Yeah, and the dog comes up. Puppy! Oh, also, um, R.B.G., R.I.P. Um, just sorry to America because... This is like oh. an unrelenting time in history. 2020 is a fucking... Nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Just vote. Just vote, lads. Like, and I know we're Irish and we're not American. And, it, you know, it's easy for us to be like, vote, vote, vote. But honestly, just please, if you can vote, because you need to get that motherfucker out there. Like that that thing the other day where they're doing the whole uh, patriotism Patriot- act in the school. It had ju- I just... Get him out. Um, what else have we got to talk about? What happened to um, uh, the amazing tattoo page that got set up in terms of all the... Uh, tattoo Me Too Ireland. Tattoo Me Too Ireland and Tattoo Me Too in general. In general, but Tattoo Me Too Ireland unfortunately seems to have been taken down because obviously the people who got caught in their bullshit have been reporting it and Instagram took it down for harassment and spam. So I'm going to be super real for a minute? Go for it. I would say I know so many people who... In that industry, must have been genuinely shitting themselves. Hacking it. I have been hacking it. So many tattoo parlors throughout my life, where it has been uncomfortable yep. for other women. Never for me. No. If anyone said anything to me, I'd fucking cut them. Cut <laughs> um, a bitch. But I've yeah. been in tattoo parlors where it has been uncomfortable for other women, where yeah. it is clearly uh, an atmosphere and culture of just say whatever you want about it's women complete. and treat whatever, yeah. women whatever you yeah. want and that fucking scumbag in what's the name of shop I keep forgetting the name of it which one the one that uh, messaged me oh on the ink factory that scumbag in the ink factory deserves everything he fucking got yep um and so many women came out and were like, this happened to me and that shop should be fucking ashamed of yeah, themselves. They should be beyond mortified. And the problem is they're not. And do you know what else? What? Two of them worked there. Yeah. So that just goes to show you yeah. what the culture of the shop is. Like, And every woman has left yeah, and, and opened their, their own, own tattoo parlor that is now women only. Yeah. Like it, it's just this, uh, most tattoo places, especially like I always say, say this to you, Sarah Jane, I'm like, listen, Obviously, it's not every male tattoo artist. We're not saying that. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that there is a massive culture of hyper-masculinity within the tattoo industry. Yeah. Like, massively so. It's just... Like, remember we went to that place in New York, and I was like, if I don't get out of here when we got tattooed in New York... I was going to kill somebody. I was like, what is happening? It was like they were just standing in the room pissing on each other. Yeah. 
It's like you tattooing is amazing and you're incredibly talented, but somebody is paying you to do a job. Yeah. You are not above or be below anybody. And here's the other thing. It's service. Somebody is paying you to do a job and there's fucking tons of you. Yes. So you're not a hot commodity. No, like we can go somewhere else. I'm like, the amount of tattoo artists I know that are like, I'm an artist. No, you're fucking not. I knew you, buddy, before you did this. And someone just took a chance on you. Yep. And someone, and another male, yep. ten times out, nine times out of ten, decided that he liked hanging out with yep. you. So gave you the opportunity. And every other woman I've ever met that became a tattoo artist had to put up with some fucking nonsense. Bullshit. While she was doing her apprenticeship. Yep. And was made feel like she had to do something that she wasn't supposed yep. to do. Every other woman I've ever met that and has like it's, worked in that industry. I love getting tattooed by women. I absolutely, if I, I just love getting tattooed by women because I think it's a totally different experience. But to be a girl, especially maybe 17, 18, 19 year old girls going in and maybe getting a sternum tattoo or getting their thighs done or like their side done, they're already nervous. They're yeah. already kind of scared. And you have some dude mauling you yeah. and making you feel like this is normal. Yeah. Oh, take off your entire t-shirt there. We don't need to give you pasties. We don't need to give you tissue to cover yourself. I'm just going to stare at your tits for two hours. And then go tell my mates about it while my girlfriend's at home. Yeah. You're fucking scumbags. You completely deserved what that happened with that page. And I hope hope the page comes up and it continues to happen. And any tattoo studio that continues to employ these men after what they've done should be fucking ashamed of themselves. And you know who you are. Yeah. You fucking know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And they're hiding in their corner now, still putting up. Like, I love when they get called out and they're bullshit and they just keep putting up Instagram posts of the tattoos that, like, completely ignoring it. Yeah. It's like, no, don't ignore this. No. Say we've removed that person because they are a danger. We believe women and we'll be, we'll try to do better. But they don't believe women. No, they don't believe women. And you mentioned women on that page. They believe their like, bodies. They believe no, their friends. There's no um, evidence. There's no evidence. And being attractive does not mean you're not an abuser. Please stop this fucking nonsense. Yeah. Oh, he's good looking. Fuck him. I don't give a fuck who he looks yeah. like. Yep. I care if Brad Pitt walks in. I mean, the Brad Pitt's not even that attractive. Do you know something? I don't find Brad Pitt attractive in any Bad Pitt. Bad Pitt. Bad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Bad Pitt. What's wrong with me? <laughs> the two of us. Brad Pitt. Yeah. The P's, the P's, the P's. P, P, P. Um. Betten. Looks like an ape. Betten. It looks like, you know those men I always say to you that women, some women, a class of women, find attractive and they look like um they haven't uh, fully evolved. Yes. So they have that like silver back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, face. Brad Pitt has one of those. Yeah, he looks because they, they did that. Um... I would fucking climb that tree. <laughs> would you? Oh yeah. No. Only, find... only sometimes, not all the time. No, I don't find sometimes attractive. he's far too pretty. Um, in Fight Club, I would absolutely. Fight... Okay, okay, Fight Club, I'll give you that. Yeah, I would climb that tree. In Fight I love Club. the way we've been talking about hypermasculinity and how you shouldn't uh, be, be awful to women when we're here talking about climbing trees. Yeah, well, I would fuck. Here, listen. Years and years of fucking abuse, right? <laughs> I want to fucking uh, objectify a man. Now's the time he's going to do it. Right? But don't like, do it in the workplace. Don't make anyone feel uncomfortable. Don't do it and don't go. Like, imagine me going into work. I don't do up, it in real life. But imagine me going into work, going up to one of my, co- my colleagues and be like, him being like, will you fill out this form? And I'm like, yeah, just yeah. take your shirt off there. Yeah. But I don't have to put anything over you. Yeah. Can I, can I feel there? Yeah. Like, what? And, here, and here's the other thing. I go to doctors. Yep. A doctor will cover you. Yep. They'll give you a gown. Yeah. Like, or they'll do something for you. I'm going to tell a story now about that tattoo shop. Which one? The bad one? The bad one. The bad guys? What are they called? The Ink Factory. We're going to get sued. I don't give a fuck. Sue me. I What's have, his name? I'll tell you his name. No, he fucking, he fucking private messaged me. I have a seven euro 34 cent. His name is Bocker <laughs> Bailey. Bocker Bailey. Leanne, is this for me? This one, I got me too. Leanne got me two Diet Cokes because she loves me two times. During the How many Diet Cokes did Sarah get me? I, I get you loads every Zero. time I'm here. Let me tell my story, right? I'm on one now. It's started. 
Go, tell Here we story. go, strap it. Go. First story, coronavirus happened. That fucking tattoo shop was one of the first ones to put up a petition at the height of the coronavirus. Yes. To ask to be able to open earlier because they somehow live to a higher standard. Because they got a- some hair to cut. Exact wording. Whilst they're hiring a rapist. What? Yeah. Zinger. Right? And then I put, because every other fucking Tom, Dick and Harry was put below that Facebook thread, that Instagram thread. Great idea. I'll sign the petition. Yeah. I put on that petition. You are an idiot. Stop. Well, I was, I was a little bit nicer than that, but like, this is nonsense. This is a nonsense. You are in close proximity yeah. with people. You are essentially expelling a bodily fluid from a person. Like you were literally on a person. Yeah, you're on a person. Uh, the virus is at the height of its, at yeah. the time, it was at the height of its, in terms of other people catching it and people dying from it. Mm-hmm. And people came for me on that page. They did. And then you kind of came in and, and uh, got involved too. And then they locked all the comments. And then they locked all the comments. <laughs> but what did that page do? Private message to you. The owner of that shop, not private message me, sent my picture to other tattoo artists to be like, does anybody know who this is? And then found me on Facebook. Yeah, that was incredibly creepy. And then asked me if I would have a phone call conversation with him. Like, what the fuck? No. Why? What What on earth do you think a phone call conversation is going to do? Why did you feel it was necessary to send my picture to other people to try to find me? Yep. And... um. Did you just think you were going to intimidate me down the phone? Because I've heard you intimidate other people down the phone. Yeah. Whenever I need to tell you that a person in your shop physically abused yep. someone and left them for dead, yep. sexually assaulted them, yep. violently assaulted them, yep. and that person was ringing you to tell you that they did that and not to hire them, and their exact words were, everyone has a personal life. So fuck you! So if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, don't go there. Nope. Stay away from it. Because they, the culture is they the deserve, culture. They deserve to lose business with it. And the fact that they haven't spoken on it is what's frustrating they me just, the They did. They came out and gave a statement. Oh, did they? I didn't see After it. After they threatened the girls. On, on Instagram. So they threatened uh, the girls that set up that page. And then the, they those girls contacted the guardie with all of the evidence they had yeah. gotten. And said, what do we do here to yeah. help these women? And then the guardie got involved and said that there is some form of prosecution. Yeah. And then they backed in. Then they fired him. And then a day later, another tattoo artist in their shop got called out on that page. Oh my God. He has not been fired. He has just been removed from their, and when you go into their page to see their artists. It's gone. He's gone. Oh my God. What a fucking nightmare. It is a nightmare, but it's also happening everywhere. It's indicative of what's happening. Yeah, it's indicative of what's happening yeah, in tattoo really, shops. It really, really is. And like, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's not just Ireland. There's a, that Tattoo Me page, Tattoo Me Too page. Um, Angelica Verkamp yeah. set it up. And the amount of just, I can't understand. It's just, so, it seems to think, that they seem to think this is acceptable. They seem to think it's acceptable to go into work and harass they're fucking customers. Yeah. Like, what? That's like me walking into like McDonald's and the guy grabbing my tits. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, how do you think this is acceptable? Yeah. And like, I can't, I'm not good with groups of men anyway. I, I can't deal with macho bullshit. I don't like being around groups of men. It makes me very uncomfortable. So to go to a tattoo, what these men need to understand is that it's very difficult for women to go in and even ask to get a tattoo. Yeah. And I don't think they understand that. Like, you know, when you go in and you're like, and they're just so fucking up their own holes. Yeah. So maybe don't be up your own hole. And the other thing, and I know you said at the beginning that it's not every tattoo artist, but I will say this. None of them talk out. Nope. None of them speak up. I didn't see anybody. That page was set up by women. Yeah. The other page was set up by women. 
not one male has seen the problem in their industry nope. and decided, you know what? We need to do something about this. We need this. to do something and we need to change things. Like if, if somebody, if they just, and it's all like, their immediate thing to be like, 17 women come forward and be like, this man did this to me and all these women don't know each other. They're all lying. And the, their buddies, their mates are like, that's my mate. You know what he's doing. Yeah. You know what he's doing. Speak up on it. And I'm telling you now, if that's your mate, he's sending you creepy yep. shit. He's on WhatsApp yep. sending you stuff that's happening. Yep. He's telling you that he's messaging yep. other girls. You know what he's like and you think that's okay. I know. The other thing about this as well, and it's not as obviously as important, but I still do feel for it, is these men have wives and children. Yeah. But anyway, just uh, tattoo, male tattoo artists, call That's out your friends. Rant. Someone's going to sue me. Don't care. Call out oh. your friends. Call out your buddies, your best mates. Go now to point, having a points with them while they're raping women. Maybe just, you know, don't be a fucking piece of shit and call them out. I mean, here's the other thing. It, like, they, they're probably not talking to you about the extreme abuse they're doing, but you know something's off with that dude. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's trickling in. It's niggling. Yeah, like, you know it's there. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're engaged and have five kids or whatever and then every weekend they're telling jokes to you on WhatsApp about who they fucked. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's a piece of shit? Yeah. Because to be perfectly honest with you, as I always said to Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane never cheated on Graham, I'd tell Graham. And I think no, she said, I would. And here's the tell. I would. Here's the tell. 100%. I did cheat on you and she didn't tell you. <laughs> no, I would. Like, I'd, I'd say to Sarah and I know that makes me a bad person. I'd be like, you it tell him. make you a you bad tell person. You tell him or I tell him. Honest to God, yeah. I would. Like, because I can't, I just... Your friend is your friend, but like call them out and they're fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, like absolutely. Oh, Flavio, if she cheats on you, I'm not going to tell. Flavio's in Wales right now with the sheep. Is he? All the Brazilians are in Wales. They're like, oh my god. Oh, look at these. Look sheep. at these. I don't know the Portuguese oh. are sheep. A sheep, papa. Guapo. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get a sheep and nickname. Abracado. Right? <laughs> are you beautiful? Are you one of the how do you pronounce this word in a Welsh? Nobody knows, not even the one. Just Sarah, people. just to know, Sarah's Italian, Spanish, Brazilian. Are all the same. Are all the same. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. Fabio, enjoy the sheep. Have fun. Abrigado. Abrigado. El guapo. <laughs> they are all the same. That's our rant. Yeah, that is our rant. Hope we get sued. I don't, I don't I know. have a broken MacBook, seven euro. Uh, I have a dress I could sell. You have that really nice bag. Come on. You have all those Vivian Westwoods. I have a bit of Vivian Westwood I could sell. Probably get about 20 quid for them each. I don't have anything. I have a kid I could sell her. Sarah! <laughs> Call it! Leave that in! Call it! We're selling her. Um, but yeah, there's our rant. There's Everything our rant. Else? Ranty rant. Um, stop uh, ethnically cleansing people in uh, concentration camps in America, please. Please stop giving women forced um, hysterectomies. hysterectomies. Uh, just stop everybody's everybody just needs to stop everything yeah. just if you're doing it if you're doing anything stop right now yeah just go to bed and if you're in Dublin stay at home mm-hmm if you can a little bit hypocrisy there but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well we're in lockdown again in your household I don't know how does it work how does I come to uh, that guy that put up the video about the levels have you seen that so funny he, what's his name all killer sunday or something oh he's great and i can't remember his fucking name now hold on killer sunday thanks Ian. he is so good he's great he put up the levels the fucking well if you're on a bit, level three we're in two and a bit two and a bit two and a bit and so we're in full-blown level three in dublin level three and a bit 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 yeah yeah are we going to four what happens when we go to four today just blow us up drop the bomb uh, four, isn't four total lockdown again? 
It's four. No, five is total lockdown. Oh, yeah. okay. So what's four then? Four is like. What happens to four? Because everything's closed. Like, but would four so. not be the closure of like schools and stuff? Four no? is. No, I think that's still five. But four would be that you couldn't. You're still supposed to be able to go out and have like drinks and food and levels. But four would be like. Lads, if this could, should tell you anything, it's not very clear. <laughs> Um, because we, we all don't live, know what's we happening. We live in Ireland. Yeah, and we don't know what's and happening. And we don't know. So the government's like policy around like lockdown is really vague, uh, vague, and just I don't. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. No. But just some governments seem to be better at formalizing a plan just wear and a communicating mask. it. Just wear, wear a mask. And um, stop shifting strangers. No. Prime Minister knows what she's doing. She, she, I wish she could come here. It. She's amazing. Now, I'm going to be really controversial. Oh. Paul Martin, not so much. Would you like me to be controversial? Go on. New Zealand is an island. I know. I know. And it's an island that's... We're an island. We're, we're, an, island. Island. we're an island that has another country connected yeah. to the top they're of the country, But they're connected to Australia. No, they're, they aren't connected. But they're, like, beside Australia. Yeah, but you still have to get on a fucking boat or a plane. You still have to get on a boat to come over to England. You don't have to get on a boat to go to, go to Northern Ireland. Oh, you're talking about the Belfast, Northern Ireland? Yeah. All she talks about is Northern Ireland now. Ireland. Why don't you go fucking live there? I will. There's no fucking corona over there. <laughs> you know what they're doing. Not one case. Not one case. <laughs> None of them. The troubles wake the corona <laughs> Corona said they've seen enough troubles. <laughs> I'm going to leave them corona be. Corona said the troubles are too much. They're just too much. I know. Wait, I'll tell you. Go on, tell me. Thought you'd enjoy this. So this is a new podcast today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they were talking mm-hmm. about Shergar. You know the horse? The horse. Mm. Great story. Great story. We can't tell it. No. So, talking about Shergar. This <laughs> is one part of the podcast I was like, holy fuck. So, the captain guy who was over all the stables in Ireland, like the main captain dude of, what? of the horses, like his name's Captain something, but basically he looked after like, you know, the Irish, um, what's National it? Irish Stud. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And that guy. He uh, was involved, obviously, because the guards were like, the the ransomers were calling him, kidnappers, horse snappers. And uh, he had his phone tapped by the guards and the guards were in his house. So at like, midnight, one night, they ran and yeah. the guards were like, just stay on the phone for longer than two minutes. <laughs> keep them on the phone. Because it's really hard to keep them on the phone because they have like a script. That's it. You do what they say. But he managed to keep them on the phone for three minutes. Three minutes? Fair play to him. He kept them talking. What was he saying? He was like, it's the horse, sorry. What's the weather like where? What's your address? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they kept him on the phone and then he hung up and the guards turned around to him and said, oh, yeah, the chap that was meant to record that finished at 12 o'clock so it wasn't recorded. Fuck! I was like, Ireland is a our guard system. Well, here's the your- lad that was meant to record that Had to went home. home at 12 o'clock yeah. and there was nobody else to press record. No, no one else pressed record. And, they, and the guy in the podcast said it was like, the one way that they could because they never rang again because <gasps> they knew they were being recorded yeah but they weren't being recorded because Johnny had to go home Johnny's missus was on the phone Johnny and said like, fuck that horse. horse fuck that horse yeah, listen the missus made stew I have to head it's my favourite meal she that sugar story is mental if anybody doesn't know the sugar story just google it essentially this like really famous horse they stole a horse they stole, it was the only right it stole yeah. right they are under wrap Stealing horses. Steal all the horses. Turn the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that movie Into the West? Yeah. That was a great story. Mm. Tato. 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 I used to cry. But I got so sad. <laughs> we should not have been watching Listen, that. Listen, I children. know so many people that used to bring their horse to their house to put it out the back. When it was in the, the flat. In the lift in Ballymore. Yeah. That was such a sad movie. That is such a sad movie. I was really attracted to Gabriel Byrne in that really? movie. Yeah. Can't explain it. 
How old were you when you oh, saw that? I was that? very young, but I remember being like, oh. The horse oh. was her ma, right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, we shouldn't be watching that film. Oh, and every Irish person. Did you want to know what? But, well, we used to watch it all the time because the, um, there's a scene where they go past my house. <laughs> We two different reasons for watching that movie. There's our house. We used to live in a place about when we still like my mum and dad still live on in an area. It used to be called it's not officially called Legoland, but oh, we used yeah. to call it Legoland because we lived in essentially honest they were like was it, it was a flat tops? roof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corrugated metal front house. Right. When you went out the front door, you could feel the back room shake. Fuck. Um and we lived in them when we moved into Ballyfermot. Tasia. Great life choices, Amanda. Tasia. Well done. I can't remember what the other kid was called. Patrick. Gabriel Burns a ride in that movie. No. Ah, he was. Never found him attractive. Here's your the one reason. There's a couple of reasons that I don't find him attractive. Go. At uh, one, he looks like um my brother-in-law. Fair looks enough. like his ma. His ma. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just gonna say his brother-in-law. No. I- image of his ma. Gabriel Burns in that movie. Where's his? Like ma? she's dead now. <laughs> Um, dressed in peace dressed, <laughs> dressed like him in that oh really in, yeah like the long leather coat and the earrings you know the earring it's like he is the image of Marion Marion R.I.P yeah lovely woman a, a saint salted the earring saint some might say from the flats in James Street yeah saint. someone once ran through our house with a gun fuck um, when he's being chased by the guards just FYI just, Sarah's doing a gun uh, action right now and she's just one finger like this <laughs> pointing but this is a great story One, someone ran to her house with a gun he's being chased by the guards yeah. and uh, he jumped because she lived on the ground floor of yeah. the flats this time jumped over the back wall into the house and said how are you marrying and like, <laughs> like oh, right? and then because she knew who it was she didn't oh, rat him out she didn't rat him out but here's what she did do no rats she went over and said Johnny if you ever come into my fucking house with a gun again I'll kill you. I'll fucking tell your man. And then now she fa- flapped her jacket. <laughs> yeah, she flapped her jacket and said, turn an oak. Um, Tate. Tate. There's the break. We're really sorry about the ads. We can't do anything about it. Yeah, we didn't ask for these ads. Podbean put them in. We they're do, giving like, us seven euro. We've seven euro. Uh, they keep putting ads at the start and then at the end. But I don't know who what the podcast is. Fair play to them. Hope they're doing well. Um, I don't. Sarah hates them. <laughs> I want to be able to figure out where they're coming in time-wise. <laughs> what's, what's it called? Like, because, uh, it's like... Stop listening to the podcast you're listening to, Carl. Fuck you. Get the fucking phone. Mm. But uh, we don't we don't have any control over this. We don't understand what's happening. What can you do? That's it. End of uh, end of the road. My sister was over yesterday. Why? Becky was very excited that she heard her name on the podcast. Oh, hi, Becky. I always think that Becky looks like um, cartoon characters that I used to draw when I was. She like, does. Doesn't she like every character I've ever yes, drawn? That's exactly looks like what she looks like. And Catherine, I think, looks like Bjork. Catherine does. Sometimes, Sometimes I like the to lies in the TV. imagine the inside of the computer <laughs> is a city and uh, I jump off the cliff. <laughs> That's okay, my sister's That was a good Bjork impression. That was a very good Bjork impression. I'll give you that. I am Bjork. Bjork. Um, okay. On his story! <laughs> Do you know what's wrong with us? We haven't seen we each haven't other. We haven't seen each other. That's all that's wrong with us for like fucking funny half hour. Next week it'll be shy. We'll be just like staring at each other. I fucking know. Uh, okay, so I got my information from the broadsheet.ie by Gemma Doherty. But we'll ignore that because... This was, is back before she was standing outside. Yeah, it's back outside. before she was uh, outside with Jim Core trying to... Oh, fucking idiot. This episode is going to be called Gemma Doherty is a gee bag. Yeah, that's exactly what this episode's called. 
Um, so from the Irish Independent, YouTube, uh, there's a document, but it's not a documentary, it's more of like a, whatever, I don't know. A little film. video someone it's like made? A film. It's like an hour and a half long, uh, called Rainy and Glenagiri, and from Wikipedia. This is a really sad, well, I know it's, everything we do is really sad, but this is like, it's, do you know oh, what it is? It's sad, awful, it's and really frustrating. Deeply frustrating because of the incompetence of the Gardaí, once again. Listen, lads, if you're thinking about joining the Garda, just do a better job. Just do something sound, yeah? Go in there and be like, maybe we should take some DNA evidence. Yeah, maybe we should take some DNA evidence. Maybe we should listen to all these yeah, women. Maybe we should not be doing this one. And maybe we should be concerned. Oh, anyway, okay, so... And press recording the damn button when the fucking horse kidnappers yeah. ring. Idiots. Fucking idiots. Idiots. Like, even the guy that was doing the podcast was like... Oh, <laughs> and this podcast is really, like, formal and... Oh, it's not like this? No, no not at all. No, what is this? <laughs> no one knows. Nothing is like this. I know. Um, so, the Murray was born on the 6th of January, 1982 to her parents Jim and Deirdre Murray and they lived in Glenagiri, County Dublin I've never been in Glenagiri. I don't know where Glenagiri is it's near Collide it's in I was just about to say it's near San Stilorgan it's beside Dunleary as well yes yeah, so it's okay. like 15 minutes from Dunleary uh, Raynard was a middle child and she had an older brother and a younger sister it's a great name Raynard beautiful, it's beautiful name. name it's Rachel in Irish oh mm, Rachel Osgelga uh, Raynard August Nguelga sorry that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> he sounds so confident about it <laughs> said she was an artistic kind child and um she carried this into her teenage years she uh, played the violin didn't she yeah she played instruments guitar guitar okay so Raina as or as she was affectionately known to her friends Rainy, which is very cute uh, attended school in St. Joseph's of Cloney Secondary School in Kalini it was private Catholic school oh she got the money ching ching uh, her parents got the money actually, enough I didn't find anything about like you know the status of her parents or their wealth or anything like that nothing was ever said about that so it doesn't matter anyway um so Raina had a lot nice. yeah it's nice that they weren't like who rich parents she had a lot of friends in school and was incredibly sociable and affable both in and out of school and according to the documentary the reigning glengarry um one of her friends described her as an eternal optimist that she was witty and intelligent and someone with a lot of empathy so Raina loved poetry and art and reading and her favorite play was under milk wood by dylan thomas Jesus, she, she was smart. She was really smart. She loved bright colours and could often be seen dressed in them. So I'm just giving you an idea of what kind of... Like, she's, she's, 17 a years. she's adorable. Sweetie. Like, she's so cute. She's just a cute little thing. She's so fucking cute. Oh, she's adorable. Like whenever so I saw, whenever I looked at pictures of her, I was like, oh God, honey. A baby. She's a baby. A baby. Oh, so in the summer of 1999, uh, Renneth completed her leaving cert. And after her leaving cert, she began working as a sales assistant in a boutique in Dunleary Shopping Centre called Sally West. You know Sally West? No. What do they do? Like kind of older lady clothing. So like oh. rich older ladies sort of yeah, stuff dropped in Sally West. You better believe it. Yeah. So when she received her leaving cert results, which were good. Oh, can we just say for anyone who's listening who's not Irish. Oh yeah, leaving Dunleary, cert. No, oh, no, not sorry, leaving cert. We're sorry about how Dunleary is spelled. It's fucking... <laughs> It's so Dun difficult. Lager or hair. Don't lager her. Yeah, it's impossible. August Miguel. <laughs> I want a tote bag that says August Miguel because it makes no sense. None. So <laughs> well, we apologise in advance for when you're searching Dunleary, what you're writing what you're is actually, not no. how it. You, it's not how it's got like I used to work there and every now and again I'd be writing it down I'd be like you know I have to put it when uh, work sometimes I have to put it into like rooting systems yeah, it's fucking you're like what? what yeah no it's a very very confusing word um 
So she got her results. They were really, really good, but she decided to reset them. What? Because, well, she didn't receive the points that she wanted to study arts in UCD. Okay. So she was like, I'm happy with my results, but I want to go back and do it again. So she decided to go to the institute in town. Oh, of course. So yeah, the Institute of Education in town is where a lot of people will go to uh, reset their leaving certificate exam, which is, the leaving certificate is the last exam you sit when you're in secondary school before you go to college or university. It's like the equivalent to GCSEs and the SATs SATs in America. America. Yeah. So it's what gets you into college. Exactly. So in September 3rd, 1999, Raynaud was working her usual shift in the boutique. So she was just working there part-time now because she wanted she was going back to college. What day? Uh, September 3rd, 1999. Okay. So it would have been Saturday, I believe. Um, so she's working her usual shift in the boutique. Her mother decided to pop in to say hello. And Raynaud told her she was going out that night. So she was like, I'm going out drinking with my mates. Um, Raynaud and her mum chatted for a while. And as her mum left, Raynaud said, bye mum, I'll see you later. And this was the last time Deirdre Murray would ever see her daughter alive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 17. 17. Remember being 17 where you're like, oh, I've got friends and I know everything and I'm sitting in the... You probably... What were you doing? Uh, at 17. Mm. Throwing fireworks at each other. Usually. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, playing IRA. No, seven, too old for playing IRA. Too old for playing IRA. Yeah. That was a child's Did game, Did we talk it? about what IRA was? Playing no. IRA? I don't think so. Uh, no one calls it that anywhere else. Do you... D- did you play IRA in Clondalkin? Yeah, Did you play our eyes for docking? Yeah, but Leanne is like me. She's from social housing. <laughs> like, big <laughs> social housing. <laughs> That's what this episode is called, and I'm writing it down right now. Big tits on social housing. Um, it helps to get you out of social housing if you've got, if you've got big tits. Lads, if this was visual right now. She's out of social health. You're out of social health. You're gonna get out. She's walking away to the top. Yes, IRA is. Okay, IRA is. There's one team and another team. The the team has to be an equal amount of people. Okay. So each, like if it's 10, there's 5 and 5. Right. Each person. On the so on one team, so A team and B team. Yeah, A team. A team gets a word, a secret word. Do do you guys make up the word? Okay. That B team don't know. Right. Each person on that team gets a letter or multiple letters of that word, and then you all break up, and then the B team tries to beat the shit out (laughs) of whoever they catch to get the letter out of them, and the whole point is that the B team figure out what the word is. And why was it called IRA? I think because yeah. That, so the here's the, the reason it was called IRA is because you're beating them to get fucking information yeah. out of them. <laughs> so like we were smart enough to know that that's what the IRA we're gonna do. But what like the fuck. And there was two different versions of it. So there was IRA tickle or IRA. Okay. Don't like that one. Yeah. Prefer the beaten. Or IRA yeah. for real. I think we used to call it. Or IRA just IRA. So it was IRA tickle if or IRA. You younger kids, or if you caught a younger kid, you would. Tickle. So it's like you're not yeah. like injuring them. Mm. Also, if you fancied somebody, you could tickle them. You yeah. could sexually yeah. assault them. Jeez. <laughs> um, but that's insane and madness. And yeah, I remember so, Gar told me about that because we were talking one time about games we used to play when we were a kid, and I was like, "Oh, we used to play Red Rover." We played Red Rover. All those games. And he was like, "You play IRA?" Yeah, IRA. Like I should know what that is. I was like, "What the fuck is IRA?" Yeah. I think you should beat the shit out of people. And then the best thing. So here's the switch move in IRA. Switch move is you get caught and they like the minute they catch you they start like going in hard. Like when you say beating, was it like punching or was it like give me the slapping? It depending on who you're playing with. It was depending on like how 
comfortable people. Like, it was just dependent on how well you knew each other. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, all right. If you wanted to do it, the switch move is you go. And if they're mad, we'll kill you. Yeah. Mm. That my letter is B. Yeah. And you get up and fuck off, and then as you run, you go and be like, that's not my letter. <laughs> <laughs> so they run after you again then? Yeah. And then they'd properly beat yeah, the shit out of you. The shit kicked out of you. Bally Furman can talk and man. I love Stacking. You, you could do a whole podcast about Bally Furman and Clodalkin. Best days of my life were playing IRA. IRA and television. What's television? Television was television. So, it's like such a like it's such a nineties thing. Because like it's before Sky and like being able to record yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix and all that. So one person it would be like a head like essentially head of the game. The rest of the group would group would all be together. Right. And then you'd call out <laughs> you'd call out clues about a TV show. So you'd be like, Sunday, nine o'clock. And then oh, I love this. you'd guess. So someone would go, Simpsons! And then if it was wrong, they were out. Oh, okay. And then the next two would be on honor. But there was no beatings. No, it's no beatings. It was oh, more a of a like it was called television. It was really just we all remember had Noel's channels. house party that there was a whole thing called television. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really just that, but we sat Excuse on me. the wall outside. But no beating. No, you wouldn't really beat. When each you were other. finished playing IRA, you go yeah. play television. Yeah. You play curbs. Yes. Yeah. Did you call it curbs? Hats. Pats. We used to call it Pats. No, no, we call it Curbs. It was never called Curbs. Close, it was called Pats and Body Pats. Do you want to play Pats? You call it a dress and get in a house coat, so I don't... And it's a house coat. It's not a fucking house it coat. It is. Tell your fucking story. It's not a house coat. <laughs> Leanne, what do you call it? You're going to say house Okay. <laughs> right. Back to this. Damn. It's a dress again. Your fucking okay. story. If you want to be friends, <laughs> you'll shut your mouth. We'll play IRA after this. Okay. So at 9pm, Raina uh, finished her shift. There's CCTV footage from the shopping centre showing her leaving with a work colleague. It's so weird when you see CCTV footage of someone that's dead. Yeah. It creeps the fuck out of me. I don't know why. It just really does. It's so really sad. It's just awful. She's so young. Oh, a little bit. Uh, a little while after that, she went to Scott's pub. Just like across from the shopping centre. It's like a really popular pub. With one of Is her it friends. Is still there? Yep. Uh, it was decided that they would have a few drinks in Scots and go to Paparazzi Nightclub. Did you ever hear of that? No. Never heard of that. Um, so oh, shit name. I know. At around 11.20pm, uh, Raina left the pub. So she decided, by herself? Yeah, by herself. So she decided to go home, change clothes, grab some money from home, and then she was going to come back and go out and have a few drinks and go to paparazzi with the rates. Okay. And go get drunk. So she left, the girl that she went to the pub with, she left, left her there and she was like, I'm going to go home, do my thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Raynard's walk home from where she was to her house, like 15 minutes. Okay. But the only thing is, the walk home, like one of the direct, the, where the guards, the guard, the way the guards think she walked, because they don't know. Um, it's kind of like little avenues. So it's really badly lit. There's trees everywhere. It's kind of creepy. Okay. Um, Around houses or no? It's like she was in an estate, but how she got to the estate was down avenues. So she would cut down avenues. Okay. So there was really small avenues. But like. But Dunleary's very safe. It is. It is and it isn't. Like I remember when I worked in Dunleary, a lot of shit would go on in Dunleary. And like massive amount of drugs. Like okay. massive amount of drugs. A lot of like attack beating, people beating each other up and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Were they not just junkies that got on the train? No, like on in the people's day. park. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That is the thing. You're right. No, I used to see them all the time. Like, I'm man. getting the dirt to John Leary. Oh, it's a disaster. So right, have a good time. Um, the kids can play in our park today. <laughs> <laughs> out to the people's park to beat the shit out of people. So she left the nightclub at eleven twenty 
p.m. Okay. An hour later, at 12.20 a.m., in the morning of Saturday, the 4th of September, Raynan's body was discovered by her sister, <gasps> 50 yards from her home. Oh, my God. So her sister got out of a taxi. Her sister had been out and got out of a taxi with her mate. what time? 12.20 a.m. So 12, like, like So 20. it's like, fuck all time. An hour. An hour she was dead. So she went, was walking home, going to get her stuff, go back to paparazzi nightclub. Her sister had already been out, got a taxi back to her house with her mates. And they got out of the taxi and they saw something on the ground and they were like, what the fuck is that? And they went up and it was Renard's body. Her poor sister. Oh, horrific. So what happened to Renard? Oh, who knows? So at 12.10 a.m., so these are people that potentially heard or saw something. They told the guards this. So at 12.10, I actually want to ask you guys what you would have done. So at 12.10 a.m., people here uh, around the, near the area where Renard's body was discovered. So it's like houses. How many yards away? 50 yards from her house. Uh, so she's on a street. She's literally, so I'll put up pictures on Instagram for you, but like she's, there's an avenue that leads down to her. You can, you know, that like those avenues, you know, you're going to Little. Past, yeah. uh, so you know, there's a little avenue you go through to go out the gate to go to Little up here. Yeah. It's like that, but really heavily tree lined okay. and one street, one light. So this is a 20 past 11 on a, on a September night like this. Okay. So it's pitch black dark, like, so, um, 12.10 a.m., people near the area where Raynath was attacked heard a man and a woman arguing. According to them, they heard a woman's voice shouting, leave me alone, and then go away, and then fuck off. Then they heard a scream. So the sound stopped, so the people thought nothing more of it. Oh, my God. So I was wondering, like, what would you do? Oh, That's what I said. Like, as I often hear people, girls screaming here, and I always go out to my balcony and check. Always. And it's all, for some reason, it's like, if I hear lads shouting, I'm like, whatever. But if I hear a girl going, ah, screaming, and they could be joking or messing, yeah. I'll walk out to my balcony or up my window and check. But they heard a girl screaming, fuck off, leave, leave me, me alone, alone, go away, and then screamed. And they were like, huh. Like, no like, one, I don't no want one to shame them. Not one person. There's a really famous case in New York. I just can't think of it. Oh, it's that girl that they all watched her get murdered. They watched her get murdered in an apartment nothing. complex. And that is, it just, I thought, like, I don't want to shame these people because... Maybe they just were like, oh, it's probably just fucking each fighting and didn't. Because that does happen a lot. But just for me to hear... But you can hear... Okay. Even if you that shout... That does happen. If you, if there's you shout, a difference between like a guttural... Like they heard, said they heard her scream. Something is yeah. happening. And like... And kids messing. Like hearing like a mess in here. Like an argument. That's it. Like and I've often heard people... Like I was walking back from work one day and there was a girl... Uh, two guys and a girl just on the green when I was walking through and they had her pinned to the ground and I ran up and I was like I didn't even look at the moment are you okay and she was like oh yeah they're just messing they're just messing but I immediately was like they have her pinned to the fucking ground I Jesus. was not walking past this they were playing IRA yeah. they probably were playing IRA <laughs> like I walked I did, and the thing is I didn't even look at the lads like I didn't even I just went to her are you okay and she was like oh yeah no I'm fine they're only messing they're only messing and I was like okay and was she on? Yeah, well, like 16, 17. They were okay. just joking. Like, they were obviously, I think they had like a ball up their brain or something. They were messing. Okay. But like, that was my immediate thing to be like, fuck. Cause I, it didn't even, I didn't even think I just ran because just I ran. thought she was in danger. But I, and I often, there are times where there'd be little shits out down here and like there'd be girls screaming because they're messing. Like, and yeah. I would open my balcony door like an old woman and be like, so I just feel like, why Throw did hot water on them. The fuck. But why didn't <laughs> they just even say, are you okay? Or come in. To dissipate it. Just yeah. something to be like, sorry, are you okay? Cause I know you do that. Yeah, would you? Or you probably just be go no, out. Sorry, no, they okay. would be like, away, yeah. what the fuck? I just thought it was a bit. Um, like anyway. I've often in the middle of the night now probably heard stuff on the road and would either open the window to see and if it's like, 
if it's violent or if there's like yeah. someone fighting, depending on the situation, I would um immediately call the guards. Call the guards, yeah. And then I would also um just like I wouldn't turn on my light or make it noticeable because like the thing you're always concerned is that someone will then come to your house. That's it. But I would open the window and let out a like shout of like you're what like, the, the fuck yeah, or yeah. give it up or. Blah, blah, blah. And it's so weird because I was only thinking like back home, if I was in my mom's house and I heard that. You'd immediately Immediately be out the door yeah. But that's because It's a small little village Like it's a tiny area But I've often heard Like I don't I don't all the time I'm a saint I've heard stuff And I'd be like Oh whatever But like At home I would literally Open the door and be like What the fuck Do you know so, God that's so awful Yeah I just At ten past twelve Yeah So I just And what I don't know come home again Her sister found her At 20, 12, 20 So ten minutes later Oh she was so close To being saved yeah. That's I'm like I don't want to shame these people because uh, I get but even it. Even if her sister was ten minutes, 10 minutes earlier. earlier. Yeah. So okay, so it was here. The place is called Sil- <laughs> where she lived is called Silchester Crescent. Okay. Um. So on a dark and tree-strewn road, that Renard's sister discovered her body. Renard had been stabbed four times in the side, chest, and shoulder, and the side stabs are what killed her. Um. So weirdly enough, when I was reading up on this, she'd been stabbed. Four times. So the knife penetrated her four times. But her clothes had tiny little stab wounds in them. Like 30 of them. So it was like the person was trying to stab her and couldn't. And then eventually was able to stab her. So they're like the other thing she was fought, fought this person all for the person's quite weak. And couldn't because she had little nicks in her clothes. So it was like Mm-mm. and they couldn't get it in. It's weird. What? Yeah. They were like there was 30 of them on her clothes clothes but four of the knife wounds penetrated was the person trying to cut off her clothing and was then no because there's no sexual attack there was no sexual violence nothing sexually was done to her at all just the stab wounds that was it but I'll tell you more about that later anyway um, so blah, blah, blah. it seems that she tried to right so basically the, the person stabbed her and then there was a pool of blood found and then her body was found 200 feet from that so, so she she, tr- she got up and tried to walk to her house because her house was right there like literally right there she got up stumbled Jesus. and fell and died there so oh my like God. yeah uh, so she died from shock and blood loss that's what the coroner said she was 17 years old Raynard's sister ran home to tell her parents and call the guardie uh, the guardie then attended the scene and they a couple of the guardie that were there to describe the scene as the most horrific of their entire careers so like it's horrific to come across 17 year old girl stabbed to death stabbed to death in Dunleary like do you know what I mean um, so the Guardian immediately lost, launched an investigation with the case becoming the lo- biggest and longest guard investigation in Ireland at that time. So previously there'd never been this type of like yeah. massive investigation. Um, so at its peak, nearly 100 Guardi were assigned to Raynard's case. And by 2008, more than 8,000 people were interviewed and almost 3,000 statements taken. That's from Wikipedia. So the Guardian began to try and find a 3, mode. 3,000 statements? Mm-hmm. Why? So they were trying to whittle it down. It just seems... But that, just, that sounds like they just made it worse. Literally. And I find with cases like this, I've seen them before in cases that we've done, is that they literally interview everyone and they're mad. And they're not trying to find a core. Do you know what I mean? It's like, interview John, interview Paddy. Interview, like, it's they just, weren't there. They don't know anything. Yeah, it's like 3,000 interviews. There's ago. like... Tre- like that's How much guard of time is that? Like, that's insane. That's 2,987 people more than yeah, they needed to, to interview. interview. But they interviewed... They interviewed about 3,000 statements. So they tried to find a motive for Raynard's death, trying to discover if this was a random attack or had been premeditated. So Raynard's friends had mentioned a girl in their friend group who they described as weird and very jealous of other girls. 
and that she would act out in violence for like really insignificant things. So if she got upset about something, she'd like freak out, start like trying to hit people and stuff. So on the night of Brandon's murder, murder, according to some people, a girl was seen at the murder site, allegedly fitting the description of this girl that her friends told the okay. guards about. However, this girl has never been formally identified. So I'm just putting that in there because I'm going to go back to it. Okay. okay. So the guardy ultimately could not find a motive for this murder because she was 17 fucking years of age. Um, they spoke to Reynolds' family and friends and they stated they could not think of a single reason why anyone would want to hurt her. With customers of the boutique who worked, come came forward to the guardy and gave like statements about her and were like, she's an absolute sweetheart. Like people that she just served in the shop. Jesus. Yeah, came to the guardy and were like, she did, there's no way anybody would ever want to hurt Reynolds. Like this makes absolutely no sense. Um, So that went on for like ever they didn't yeah. find anything so the guardy had some suspects <laughs> this is a mess so the guardy had identified suspects following the murder with 12 people being arrested um but all subsequently released yeah because 12 people is way too many so they basically arrested 12 people to let them all go so this is from wikipedia that's just to be seen to be yeah, doing something seemed like they're doing something so one of the earliest suspects was a sandy haired tall man who was seen arguing with her less than an hour before she was killed he did it and he was never identified he did it so a taxi driver, this is the second one, right? A taxi driver reportedly picked up a young man on Saturday morning and took him to Black Rock. The taxi driver said he was wearing beige trousers and the bloodstains on them. And the taxi man said he was sitting in the back of the car trying to like cover his legs, but the taxi driver could see the bloodstains on the trousers. And then in the documentary Rainy and Glenagiri, the taxi driver told the guardie that when he, the guy got into the car, he told him to go to this place in Black Rock. And the guard, the taxi was grand. It was only like a 10 minute drive. But then he made the taxi driver go like the whole way around O'Leary and back into Black Rock. And the taxi driver was like, why? To bring him to the exact same spot where he wanted to go. So the taxi driver was like, why did he do that? But he just did it because obviously he's a taxi driver and that's fair. And then the taxi driver said when the guy got out of the car, he went up to a house and the, you know, those lights outside the houses? Yeah. Those it came, security, security lights. lights. It came on. And the taxi driver said he never saw him get walk into the house, but he said he's pretty sure he saw, saw him behind one of the bushes, just standing there until the taxi driver drove off. So that's another person. Uh, so the guard, he did like door to house to house inquiries at the time. Okay. And they went to that house and the people in the house were like, it's me and my husband. Nobody lives there. It's only us. So the guy didn't live there. He uh, did it. <laughs> so eventually ma'am, they arrested a man around that area. He was questioned and released. So nothing. So then... Is there any DNA found? No, not a pitch. They found a hair that they tried to match and they couldn't find a match for it. And then they decided that the hair was actually hair from a woman that worked or when where Rain had worked because she'd been serving customers and she was wearing the same outfit. They were like, oh, it's probably a hair from somebody that came into the shop. So then they started interviewing chefs and cooks around the area because the knife that she was stabbed with was a catering knife. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so they started interest, interviewing like all the people that were in the area that would like work in restaurants. That was and <laughs> Listen, they were trying every avenue, searching. Johnny was finished at 12. They didn't get the call recorded. He had to go home. Uh, so <laughs> they interviewed the chefs and the cooks. One person was arrested and then he was released. The, can I just say, <laughs> these poor people that were arrested. Oh, no, right? Not even like brought in for questioning. Full blown arrested. Yeah. Full-blown arrested, like. Not even, like, can you come in and have a chat with us? You're under arrest, like. 
So Julio was amazing at cutting the fish. <laughs> it was, it was him. him. So this is another suspect. So a young man was seen dancing with Raina in a nightclub and then harassing her in a fast food restaurant a little uh, so it was I mean, the end of July so way before she was murdered like a month before she was murdered this guy was seen like in an, in the nightclub she stands something and she was like fuck off and then she went abracadabra yeah I love abracadabra and he was harassing her and they were like the, her, her friends told the guardian and the guardian was he harassing her continuously he was just in the abracadabra annoying just her. that night just that night uh, he was questioned and released so, July. Sure. July, and she was murdered in September. September. Yeah. So this is weird. So Farah Swala Noor. Good attempt. Completely wrong. Um, the man who was murdered and defended. August Nguelga. in March 2005 by sisters Linda and Charlotte Mulhall. So this is her sisters. Yeah. The guy that they murdered. Uh, threatened the sister's mother, Kathleen, by saying, I'm going to fucking kill you just like I did with Reynard Murray. The guardie questioned him. Ruled him out saying they believed he said this just to upset Kathleen. Why would he? What? So they were like, they said one of the reasons that they killed him was that he said that he killed Renard. And the guardian were like, he just said that. <laughs> so he wasn't arrested. They interviewed him. They brought him in for interview. So before they killed him. But why did he say it? Who did he apparently, say it to? He said it to their her mother. Mom. Yeah. You know that they said they killed him because he was abusing their mother. Yeah. So apparently when he was like having a massive fight with her, he said to her, I'm going to kill you the way I killed Renard Murray. Because this is massive at the time. Like, this was huge. This yeah, was I remember everywhere. this. Yeah, so, because it was so prol- uh, prolific, he said that to her. And then when the sisters were arrested for killing him, they were like, oh, he said he killed Ray Murray. Are you going to get into the Larry Murphy reference? Nope. Okay. I'm talking about that prick. So, you know, there's like a... Yeah. So back to the friend of Raina, as I mentioned earlier, who was described as violent, okay? okay? This girl was with Raina the night that they were meant to go out. So the night that they were meant to go out together, Raina was meant to meet up with her to go to the nightclub. Okay. So, um, bah, bah, bah. the day after Raynard's body was found, the girl called another one of their friends. And apparently, this is what this friend said now. And said that she answered the phone and apparently this girl said just in a really cold voice, Raynard's dead, and hung up the phone. And that was it. She just was like, Raynard's dead. So this was the day after and not everybody had known what had happened. A lot of her friends didn't even know she had been murdered. Hmm. They knew a body had been found, but they didn't know they didn't it was Raynard's. Yeah. Raina's friends said the guardie's behaviour towards them was very odd and accusatory. They believed because they were alternative kids. So they were like... I remember her. She was yeah. quite um, grungy. <coughs> she was like a little gothy kid. They, they were all grungy They called them the gothy. goths. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they weren't goths. Like, they just were into like alternative music. Um, so they believed that because they were their alternative kids that the guardie believed they were kind of like up to no good constantly little delinquents. Um, this is this satanic panic shit. And they called them satanists. There you go. Um... This is only one of the many uh, alleged questionable things the Gardaí did whilst investigating Raynard's case. So her friends were trying to help. They were like, we want to find who killed Raynard. Yeah. But they guards were too busy accusing them to try and actually listen to listen what they were to saying them. to them and try and find the person that actually did it. So one of Raynard's close friends said the Gardaí began to question Raynard's character and implied she was, quote, a little bit of a slut. Jesus! Mm-hmm. And easy with men was a phrase that they used. And Raynard's friends were like, none of this is true. Like, none of this is true. They just made up this idea of her because she had a nose piercing and listened to Alice in Chains and wore baggy jeans. What a band. What a band. So, according to broadsheet.ie... What's wrong with you, eh? I said... A credible I source. I said, now it's Gemma Doherty, so we all know. But, like, just she... Gemma Doherty seemed to be a little bit obsessed with this case. Like, she was trying to break the case open. Okay. But anyway, uh, they believe the girl with the alleged violent tendencies was shielded by the guardie due to, quote, 
guard and misconduct during the original investigation. Oh! So the 17-year-old girl yeah. was prone to violent outbursts, outbursts and has since attacked one other person. It is said she was never properly questioned by the guardie for the murder and was treated, quote, very leniently. Why? This we can't figure what out. What misconduct? What do you mean what the guard said? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you in a little while. So after Raymond's murder, a relation of this violent girl expressed massive concern about their, her involvement, but no action was taken. So she went to the guards and was like, I'm kind of worried they did nothing. <sighs> so this person subsequently came to the attention of the guardie of this violent girl in relation to other matters, which weren't stated. The suspect, who is now in her 30s, is allegedly still prone to violent out- outbursts, taking, takes medication for mood swings, Mm. but not that that means anything and has assaulted one other woman and has been in psychiatric care assaulted the other woman to what level you didn't say just said assaulted one other woman but if the guards were involved it's assault it's assault um so one reason for this person being considered for Reynard's murder is that Reynard was not sexually assaulted and women who murder other women rarely if ever commit sexual assault that's true so they like the guards didn't think a woman did this though and they also thought that Reynard knew her killer so they were looking at, they were going a total other direction. They wanted to find a man or one of her friends. That was their like. And did she leave, like, she didn't leave anywhere with this girl. No, she was going Raina to meet up with her. Was going to meet she up was going with her. to meet up with her, yeah. So, so they were going to go to the nightclub together. Um, met her walking home. That's what, that's, to me, that makes sense. And remember I told you she had all the little tiny stab wounds in her clothes? Yeah. A forensic pathologist said that. That's indicative of a weaker person trying to stab someone and they can't break the skin. And not to be sexist, but they were like, that would be indicative of how a woman would do it. Because she couldn't over... They were the same stature, the same build. So she couldn't overpower her. So she could... She was trying to stab her 34 times, but got her four times. And that's all she could get. So she was like, trying and she couldn't. She couldn't break the skin. Fuck sake. So... The weekend after Reynard was murdered, 100 Gardaí descended upon Glenagiri, doing stop and searches, like cars and stuff, questioning as many people as they possibly could. In this time, four people advised they could identify the man with the blood-covered trousers in the taxi. So remember that guy? Yeah. Um, the media ran with this story. So okay. this is a case of the media fucking shit up as well. So the media ran with this story and printed a photo fit of this alleged suspect, However, it was important to note that the guardie were quoted as saying, so this is after the media printed this picture, um, no one is jumping out as a major suspect. So the guardie said, we don't have a major suspect. And then the media were like, this, this is, is him. him. So there was an absolute like disconnect between the guardie yeah. and what the media were saying. So everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? So no one really knew what to believe. The media exposure made the guardie believe the man in the taxi, who may have been innocent, was now too afraid to come forward to speak to them. So it was kind of like, they said he might be innocent. He might not have done anything. There could have been two people involved and he scattered and she scattered. But because now the, the media are like, we've got to catch this guy. He's not going to come forward. So at this time, the guardie believed Raina did not know her killer and it was a random cruel attack. So, nobody was found. In 2008, nine years after Raina's murder, um... A unit called the Guardi Serious Crime Review Team, I just love this shit, under Detective Superintendent Christy Mangan began a review of the case. A number of mistakes and oversights into the original investigation were noticed. So this is what they advised. It advised renewed searches for the murder weapon, which, by the way, was never found. Hmm. Murder weapons never found, but they were just able to know that it was a catering knife by the stab wounds. 
Um, was it a large catering knife? Yeah. So that's why they were interviewing the chefs and the, like, it would have been like something that caterers used, which anybody could get. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So they said, you need to go and find this fucking weapon because they never found it. So they found the following failings with the investigation. So some potential witnesses who came forward with information at the time were followed up with incorrectly. So people came forward, including that woman that came forward about the violent girl and was like, she's a member of my family and thinks she might have did something. They didn't follow it up properly. They didn't follow it up at all? Yep. Um, Fucking guards. There was apparent tension between the guard units during the original investigation, which meant the communication was not as effective as it could have been. What's this nonsense? Once again, pissing contest. Pissing Absolutely. Contest. Like, you see how many American cases do you see? Yeah. Because obviously the jurisdiction was. And people could be found, but they're too busy being like, it's just so fucking stupid. Um, irre- no rapist here yeah it's stupid irregularities in a statement by one witness including an allegation of forgery which was referred to the guard ombuds- ombudsman now I tried to look into it to see what that was about and I couldn't find anything I know but I couldn't find anything I looked for ages and I was like why was it brought to the I guard ombuds- what do they mean by forgery like what happened it was like somebody gave a statement and the guardy signed it or something I don't know but I couldn't find anything uh, so this team also suggest- suggested contrary to the guardy's original assertion that Raina did in fact know her killer and that it was not a random killing. So the guardian were like, she didn't know. And then this team were like, she definitely knew her killer. Um, the nature what, of the But type, I don't, like, how can they... But you know the way they do all that, that assumption? Like, because it's that kind of thing where um, sometimes if people do, you know, they get the, those people in, what are they called? To give an idea of what, what the killer could be like. Oh! Uh, happy birthday, bitches! <laughs> Mind hunter! Yeah, that guy. What, do you remember what the... A criminologist. Yeah, that dude. Is it a criminologist? Whatever. Anyway, they got a guy in, uh, a specialist in from the UK. Okay. Once again. Okay. And he came and was like, he did the whole thing, and he was like, this was not a random, random killing. This brain knew this person, um, and they said, so that's what the because the guardy were like, no, it's definitely uh, somebody else. Uh, it's not somebody from Deliri. Uh, we don't know who it okay. is. Okay. But that's not true. So the nature of the attack would suggest that whoever killed the victim held a personal grudge. So they said mm. the way she was murdered was like a personal attack. That Reynard was killed by a female mm. and that she was known to Reynard. They identified the girl I have previously mentioned who is now in her 30s. She left the country a year after Reynard was married and still lives abroad. So she, within that year of killing of Reynard's murder, this girl was arrested on another assault charge. Then she fucked off out of Ireland but obviously people still knew her and they were like, she's been in psychiatric care, she's on medication. What was the misconduct for? The, from the guardie? Yeah. All that stuff I just read to you. <laughs> yeah, but there's no misconduct around her. Around her? Yeah. Yeah, there is because they didn't follow up with, their, with the investigation oh, problem. Oh, with the thingy. Yeah, so they basically were like, somebody, a couple of people came to them and were like, maybe her maybe friends her included being like, uh, she's a problem. Yeah, and they were like, oh, that's grand. Uh, that's fine we and no one went to her house and they didn't even to go see. to her house I read that as well the guards didn't even go to her so there was no house. search of her property to nothing see if anything was there. they didn't because and even when after one of her friends said the night that Raina obviously the night that Raina was murdered, murdered the next day they went obviously to see whatever and that she remember I said that a girl had been seen to fit her description one of Raina's friends was like I'm just after seeing who I think that was like I think that's her blah blah you should talk to her and she said the guards just completely ignored her didn't want to hear it she was like, I was trying to like, they tried to help so much and the guards were just dismissing because they were like baggy jeans. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they were seen I wore like, baggy jeans and Graham's mouth was horrendous, like horrified. Terrified of you. That like me and Graham were together. 
Brandine loves you now. Sorry. How do you get around and not be cold in such baggy <laughs> jeans? She's mad. No. She's Brandine. You but love she her. likes me now. She does. She loves me she now. Does. It's all good. I love her. But like in the beginning, she was, she was a bit like, like, whoa, what's this? Now, the baggy jeans were just one part of it. She also knew my family. <laughs> was that the major part of it? I'm pretty sure. And um, she wouldn't have been wrong. I know. We love your family. And she probably, if she listened back to this, she'd be like, is it right? Graham's abused. No, he's not. Stop. He's not abused. <laughs> I'll fucking kill him. No. So Reynolds was buried on September 7th at St. Joseph's Church in Glasshill. The funeral was attended by hundreds of people, including Reynolds' devastated family and friends. It's really sad as her dad was the principal of the school that she went to. So like all her friends knew her dad and like they were all there and all the people in the school were there. The pictures are really sad. So Reynolds' sister and brother and friends brought up gifts including her glasses, a journal and a pen, her favourite Winnie the Pooh teddy bear, her guitar and her favourite book and music that she loved. All the things a creative 17-year-old girl would love. Raynard's parents, Jim and Deirdre, launched a website in 2009 as a tribute to their daughter and as a means to generate awareness of the case. However, because people are fucking scumbags, the website had to be taken down. What? Because people were sending abusive messages to her family. And the guards had to be involved in that as well. They were like sending what? horrific abuse to her family on this website. Like just putting up, like you message them and be like, oh, I, I might know something, but they weren't. They were sending like awful things to them about her, about Raynard and about um, her murder and stuff like that. Jesus. Little fucking scums. That happens a lot when people set up those websites. Or people who pretend that they did something. Yeah, and that's really common. That about. Really that common. That shit's fucked up, man. Yeah. So, on the 20th anniversary of her death in 2019, her father Jim issued a heartbreaking appeal for her killer to come forward. So, this is from The Independent. He stated, quote, Our beautiful child died on the pavement with no loving, caring person to help comfort her. To her killer, we say, come out of the shadows and own up to what you have done. As of two weeks ago, the Guardi have renewed their appeal once again to find the person who took Raymond's life and no further arrests have been made. So, nothing else has happened. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's like, and the fact that I think what's frustrating about this case is that when I was listening to her, like her friends talking and stuff, they wanted to find that person that killed her so badly. Well, they know who did it. They know who did it. And they're like, please, please, There's no please. we wanted to. Yeah. There's, we know who did it and you're not listening to us. You're not listening to us. to us. And that's a and million times more frustrating yeah. than being like, we don't know who did it and we want to yeah. help you. We're telling you. And you're not listening. And you're not listening. And they just And now they don't live here anymore. <clears throat> They just dismissed them completely. They didn't want to talk to them. They didn't. And then when they brought them in, they were like accusing them of being Satanists. And, and telling them that their friend was deserved what she a got. Slush and easy with men. And they were like, what the fuck? That's not Raymond. Regard- and on. even if she was, who gives a fuck? Yeah. She could be riding everything around her. That does not excuse the no. fact that this girl was. If you get in that dick. Get that dick. Get that dick. But like for... Under no circumstances does that equate to so, you deserve to be murdered. You know, they were like, oh, it's the most horrific thing we've seen in our lives. And then just completely dismiss, dismiss it. Dismiss it. And then be like, oh, she's a dirty slut anyway. Yeah. Like, what? Like she wasn't... Her, her parents. Her poor parents. Her, like, her sister. Dev- her, her sister, sister must found be absolutely... Her. Yeah. Devastated. Beyond belief. How do you deal with that? I don't know how you deal with that. Just getting out of a taxi and after my house. That case was... Everywhere. everywhere and she Super. like I remember just her being like the quintessential version of like all of my friends yes yeah. she was like when I was 17 my mates that's what my mates that's looked what at we looked like that's what yeah. we listened to that's what we you did know? and it was so when I was listening back to her friends talking about hanging out with her and how they went down to the uh, you know the sea bike down area and they would listen to music and drink cans and hang out and like they were so 
innocent and the yeah. guards made them out to be these fucking violent delinquents and it's like they weren't doing anything they never bothered anybody they were just they friends. were just friends hanging out having a laugh having a good time and they just dismissed them dismissed them completely like they lost their friend do you know what I mean and like some of them said that they literally have PTSD from it like they can't they just don't know what to do like and the way she if she listen any way to die is awful it's horrible. Like, the death of a friend is horrific. Killed in a car crash. Fucking, but to find your friend, like, in a pool of her own blood after being stabbed to death. And then for the guardian to be like, you little fucking scumbags. Fuck. Mm. I hope they find whoever did it. I, uh, they, I'm pretty sure they know who did it, but they're just not doing anything about it. Because I honestly well, believe Well, no, I think if at this point they're going to do something about it, then they have to admit all the shit yeah, they this did is, wrong. Yeah, this arrogance that they have where they're like, we can't, we can't say that because uh, we had all the... Inf- like, and Gemma O'Doherty, Jesus Christ, I hate mentioning this one, but anyway, uh, she said that when she tried to question the Gardaí, they were like, oh, we have uh, we have leads and evidence, we just can't talk about it. Why can't you talk about it? Fucking do something. Yeah, but if Gemma O'Doherty came and knocked on my door and looked for some information, I'd be like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Fuck. But Get yeah. the fuck. Get up. It's, it's awful. I just was, I was looking through um, uh, newspapers at the time that it happened online. Fuck me, it was Everywhere. Everywhere. Every headline for like a month was Um And then she got linked to Larry Murphy. Yeah. And now, like, it quite often comes up. Actually, that group on Facebook had a list of like stuff that they wanted us to cover. Yeah. I said, keep your fucking opinions. Sure. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Thank you for your list. Listen, if you know anything about me, if you tell me to do, I won't do. I'm. Thank you for the list. I will look at that. But Rainid Murray was uh, one of the first ones that came up, yeah. and the one that I'm doing next week is actually on the list too. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. Um, but Larry Murphy did come. No, um, but that comes up Larry all Murphy the time. Her, Larry Murphy would have raped her. Yeah, absolutely. There was no sexual violence, and yeah. like the fact that, as I said, there was thirty potential stab wounds, and only four went through. Yeah, and she didn't really have any. Defensive, defensive wounds. wounds on her body so they said that it was either someone as she was walking trying to do it and kept kind of and that's why they're like did she know this person and she was like fuck off and like was walking away from them and the person was like and then she realised oh fuck they're serious yeah and then stabbed but like that unit was like obviously when they called in that special investigator he was like it was she, a woman it was a woman and she knew her definitely knew her women always know women know but yeah it's very you did sad. a really good job. She's a baby. She was 17 years old. So that was a good job. You did a good job telling that story. Better than all of the other times. A plus. Fuck you. <laughs> They're all A plus. A plus plus. A plus 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 plus. Um, yeah, if, if anybody has any information, please contact the shitty guards who won't do anything about it. Because of shit. That's really frustrating. It's just deep. like every story that I do, I'm like, the guardie say. Do you know what the difference is between me and you? <laughs> You love a story where we don't know or no one has been arrested. I've done two. Yeah, you you love them. They really bother me. I know, and I get why. I even when I'm reading it or in, like looking into it, it bothers the fuck yeah. out of me. But like, it just I'm a vengeful, spiteful yeah. human being, so I'm like, you need that. I need the. But you know what else is frustrating like, about Irish crimes? Yeah, is when you're reading about a man because it's usually a man who's murdered. It's always like he murdered seven women over twelve years, and then the guards cop to it was. Yeah. Like, it's never, he murdered one woman and then they found him where he murdered two. It's always like, there has to be a succession. They have to have interviewed him four times over the space of five yeah, years. Then he got married again had four more kids. And then they yeah. were like, maybe it's him. And then they put him back into a, like, yeah. an area where They put him back like, into the flats. Yeah, in the flats. Send him back to the flats. Send, oh no. 
Send them back to the Vance. Oh, Don't I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And go. Oh. That was a good job, man. Yeah, it's sad. I hope her family are okay. I know they're not. They're not. And I hope they get because like she was born in nineteen eighty two. I was born in nineteen eighty four. I know that way. Yeah. I was born in 1985. And that's why when it happened, it was so like, I was so aware of it. That's it. I remember seeing her picture. I remember her, she was into like Nirvana. Yeah, she loved Nirvana, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. And it was that kind of thing where, um, did you know that picture where she's just sitting in her hair and she's having a drink? Yeah. That was like, that's every picture that I've had when I was like 17 years old. She looked like every girl that I hung around with at the bank with. Yeah. I'm at the bank. The bank. The bank, man. Good I times. never went to the bank because I live in Dublin, but yeah. Yeah. I've heard stories of the bank. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Well, bad time sometimes. I didn't really hang around at it. I just, we'd go to like the gigs in the Temple Brown Music Centre, which I can't remember what they were called. Um, oh, fuck. The gigs on a Saturday and a Sunday. Oh, shit. What were they called? It was like, a, oh, Colin would know. Can't remember. You know the ones I know yeah. And we would go there and then everyone afterwards would like hang out. It was just a good it was a good time. Jesus. I dropped things, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's the end of this week's episode. Oh, making up the things. Oh everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being nice to us, even though we, I don't think we deserve it. I don't know. I think I deserve every happiness in life. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd be true enough. Have you been through? Uh, IRA. Serious thing. Real game. Listen, real talk. That tickling thing's weird. That tickling thing is. I prefer to get the head kicked off yeah. than be tickled. Here's the thing. This do you is ever see a documentary about tickling? No, I, I can't get it anywhere. Download it. How do you not know how to download? I am a 75 year old woman. One time, Sarah, I downloaded something for Sarah a while ago, right? Me and Colin downloaded it for her and I showed her how to do it. And instead of doing it, she put it all in the, in the trash can on her computer. <laughs> Because she didn't want to have to click on it to put it into the VLC player. <laughs> How's it scared? Look, listen. It's the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank and you to Leanne for joining us. Thanks to Leanne. Thanks to Leanne and her boobs. <laughs> All three of us are happy. I'll put up a picture of her boobs on Instagram for everybody to enjoy. Jesus Christ. So what boobs? Direct them to my OnlyFans. We'll set up an OnlyFans. We're going to set one up for Leanne and her boobs. Emma has an OnlyFans. It's called OnlyHands. OnlyHands. Leanne, come up with that name. Give yeah. Leanne credit, you. Look at you there, not giving her credit. I didn't know she came up with it. Yes, she did. I couldn't remember. You're a disaster. You're a disaster. I only retain the information that I need to retain. <laughs> but yeah, okay. thank you for listening, this everybody. This is what I say in work all the time to my staff. They say, do you remember the they love now? you. And I say to them, I only retain the information that I need to retain. And you must retain the rest of the information for me. Thank you so very much. So am I meant to retain information that when we have conversations on Instagram? The entire basis of our relationship <laughs> <laughs> is me remembering names. Is you retain... Oh, you remember... Like, I don't remember no, anybody's you're bad name. bad names. Bad with names. Um, even the other day in work, someone was saying to me about someone that I was talking to and I just mixed up a one person that I spoke to that day and another person that I spoke to that day and put their two names together and, and made them one that person. was one person that I spoke to three days before that. Um, but they don't exist. So if you ever meet Sarah and she doesn't know your name, please don't take offence because she's a disaster. I do have face blindness. I think you do too. Okay, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye.